This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower, it can mean only one thing, we are the Fight Disciples and this is Radio City Talk. And what a weekend that was, eh? what an excellent show that was up in Newcastle. Um, we were treated to a, a belter on Sky Sports, one of our own in the co-main event, one of our own in the Coco main event and another scouser adding a treble on there. I told you all last week, I said, get on that treble. You'll make good money. There was some good odds to be on. I was delighted to say I was on it. I know a few of the other Fight Disciples, some of the listeners might have been on it. Fantastic weekend. Three big wins. Uh, Anthony Fowler, of course, added another knockout to his glowing resume uh, up at Super Welterweight. Fowler's got so much potential out there. One of the city's most decorated amateurs ever, making big waves in the pro ranks. Now, what a right hand he dropped um, to sink that kid there, that Gorbix. Uh, okay, we know we're at a certain level at the moment. Fowler's still trying to make his way in the pro game, but I'm hearing rumours. Big step up next time out. Potential Commonwealth title fight for Anthony Fowler next time out. And believe you me, when we see him go up to championship class, when we see the level of opponents improve, you better believe Fowler's going to improve as well. Another one of Liverpool's own, Robbie Davis Jr. in the co-main event up in Newcastle. Won the British and the Commonwealth Super Lightweight Championship belts. Wonderful performance against Glenfort. Anyone that watched it knows it was an absolute war of attrition. The, the, the referee's shirt was drenched in claret. I mean, it started white and it ended bright pink. There was no way the Daz Challenge could even save that shirt in the end. Uh, but he's, apparently he's raffling it on now to save money for charity. So, uh, But most importantly, Robbie Davis overcome a, a terrible headbutt, well, a series of terrible headbutts throughout the fight. Um, against Glen Foot up in the northeast, and uh, you know he'd done the business and he'd run away on the judges' scorecard. So upwards and onwards for Liverpool's own Robbie Davis Jr., another man who had to overcome a headbutt or two. I'm delighted to say joins me in the studio tonight, cruiserweight Craig Glover, and I, he was our third winner up in Newcastle. Was there a little bit of a scouse thing going on behind the scenes up in Newcastle, Craig? All kind of egging each other on. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, I mean. It was, yeah, I think so. It was just, um, it was good to see all the the lads down there. Do you know what I mean? All of us doing well, and we were all sort of rooting for each other. So yeah, yeah, it was good. You obviously took on Simon Vallely. Big step up for you in your career. You know, big step up in a, in opponents. You know, this was your tenth, eleventh pro yeah, fight. Tenth fight. Tenth pro fight. Vallely, a former amateur standout, former Commonwealth Games gold medalist. You know, sells big tickets up in the northeast. Both you guys in a similar position, both cruiserweights relatively early on in your careers. In the trade, they called it a 50-50 fight. But I tell you what, mate, once the fight started, it wasn't 50-50 at all. You absolutely done a business on him. Yeah. Um, they say 50-50. I mean, on paper, he was the favourite. Yeah. I mean, he was much the favourite, to be honest, going in. I mean, well, I've had 10 amateur fights. Ten, I think he's had, what? He won Commonwealth gold medal and... Had fifteen odd fights, so he yeah, probably I has mean, more internationals. Yeah, than more, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amateurs, yeah, yeah. So I knew that, but I knew I had the beating of him. I mean, I spoke to you previously. I said that even it could go early, it could go late, but he won't see the end of the ten rounds. Yeah, and um, I just it, knew it nearly did go early though. Yeah, <laughs> <Caught> <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I knew I was just gonna break him down round by round, and I was eventually gonna stop him, but. I'll have to give him his due. He's, he's got a good chin there. Yeah. He, well, he certainly knew how to survive. And yeah. I, I think you could see in there he had all the experience because of the mm. way he was, you know, manhandling you in there. He was throwing elbows at you. He was throwing headbutts <laughs> at you as those yeah. stitches over your right eye proved. <laughs> you know, he, 
These are learning fights you need, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a big part of it was, is he just, I think he underestimated me. Yeah. I said that as well. I said he'd underestimate me. I think he thought, who's this kid coming down? He's had, all right, he's had nine fights, a few knockouts, do you know what I mean? But he thought he was, he just, just beat me, boxed me head off, and then he was going to stop me, 100%. But, um... Didn't work out that way, did it? Absolutely. <laughs> when I seen the footage of the weigh-ins on the Friday, I was thinking, my God, look at the size of Valerie. <laughs> He's absolutely I that huge. <laughs> <laughs> I seen you square off and I was like, oh, <laughs> what's happened here? Yeah, but um, I think he's got to be. I'd probably say he's probably one of the biggest, domestically, he's probably the biggest cruiserweight to vote. Yeah. Got to be. I mean, he was, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just about 16 odd stone, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Course, uh, and they come in overweight as well, three pounds over there. I think if he would have made the four foot, the 14 four limit, he may not have got up off the first left hook, but yeah, he come in three pounds over, which a uh, bit of a dirty tactic, I think, on his part. Like, well, certainly for a fight of this magnitude, you know, a fight that a lot of, it's got a lot of attention of the UK audience, a lot of British fight fans are tuned into it. As I say, the industry is talking this up as a, as a big fight, you know, a big crossroads yeah. fight for both of you, two exciting cruiserweights. So for him to turn up three pounds over, was there a conversation then with the promoter, with the TV, with obviously your corner team, Joe Mack and all that, about the fight potentially being off? Or did you have a feeling something like this was going to happen? Well, to be honest, mate, the fight was always on. Yeah. I don't care if you come in three pounds over six pounds. I was always going to fight. I mean, um, but I just left it to Joe and that, to, uh, to source. And obviously, Bellew and they all sourced it. But the fight was always on to me. I mean, I was never going to pull out of a fight. I yeah. never will. Of course. So what did that, what did happen in the end? Did you just kind of a gentleman's agreement to go ahead, or yeah, was there a restriction on what he put on, or um, did you take some of his purse? I, I know that happens. Of, I took a piece of his purse, yeah, Good. which I was happy about. But which, you have a few of the verbals and the the things. <laughs> what was he saying to me? Saying, oh, "I'm going to come to Liverpool and grab me purse for all mad stuff." I can't even say half the stuff he was saying to me in the ring on the radio, but just some crazy stuff he was saying to me, like trying to throw me off. But it didn't work, did it? Just kept to me game and. Well, that's it. I think a lot of people that watch the, you know, that have, that have seen the fight, certainly when when you watched it back on TV as well, you got a bit more of like a, yeah. what was going on in there. But after that first round knockdown, you know, I, you know, he just didn't seem to be able to upset you. And by that, I mean yeah. he was he was trying to tie you up. He was th- obviously throwing the headbutts in. He was talking to you constantly throughout the fight, and you just were expressionless. I know people call you the Scouse Russian anyway, <laughs> but it was like you weren't even listening to what he was saying. You weren't even yeah. taking any of it in. You were just like, I've got a game plan and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, but it's, yeah, but he was saying to me, he was going out, you can't even hit, you can't even hit. Then two seconds later, bang, I did him like a left hook. His <laughs> legs are stiff and I was like, there you go. <laughs> just, can't I? Um, but yeah, I mean, just I, to be honest, I've got to give massive credit to, to um, saying to Joe and John. I mean, I'm quite, I'm one of these people, I, I, I go into it, even sparring, I mean, I spar heavy and I can get carried away sometimes, so they they kept me on me, on the thing, on me, and if I went, I started going a bit too much, then I could hear Joe's voice in the corner and keeping me on the game plan and keeping me on it, and I just stuck to it and it worked, you know what I mean, and yeah. I knew, I just knew, I'd break him down slowly and steadily and then eventually I'd get up because he's a, he was a very big man do you know what I mean and I think even if we were in trade-offs and he did hit me on the chin he didn't hurt me but with 10 ounce grants on it, you can't be taking too many of them do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean and I just stuck to it and stay calm And well I think that was the thing that impressed most of us you know most people who were watching the fight it was like you know it wasn't just the victory it wasn't just the manner of the victory it was the fact that you stayed 
so cool under all that pressure. As you say, you yeah. went to the northeast. You were the underdog with the bookies. Obviously, the trade were all switched onto it, so you knew there was a lot of pressure on the fight yeah. because it was a big like, this is a statement fight. If I can win this, I make a statement. But not only did you win it, you actually made a statement in there. So how were you able to keep you cool? You know what? What did you do in spot? What did you do in the camp? That was, you know, because when you dropped him in the first round, for someone like yourself who's got less than twenty fights, yeah. full experience, how do you keep you cool from going? I've got him. I've got a Commonwealth Games gold medalist on the floor. He's getting knocked out as soon as he gets up. I'm just going <laughs> to hit him with twelve shots. I think like the old me would have been like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was, but I think just I've just windmilling yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have. Yeah. Just I think um, I've just matured a lot in the. Not just boxing, but like as in life as well. I've just matured a lot, and I go about like the last camp I done was just very professional. How I done it, I didn't miss one session. Everything was it was just I can't say perfect because no one's ever perfect, but it was just very regimented. As everything was put through. We had a game plan, and we just stuck to it. Do you know what I mean? And I was like when I got in the ring. And even the whole day and that, we, we were driving around, and it, well, we didn't drive around the day, but we were for a walk, and it was like I wasn't even fighting, do you know what I mean? And I stood in the ring, and I just remember thinking, well, I'm weirdly relaxed, relaxed. you know what I mean? I was, he just looked at me, and he pointed to the floor, and I just said some sounds, do you know what I mean? You don't want to stand there with me, let's be honest. So I knew it was all provado with him. Um, but yeah, I just remember just being weirdly relaxed, just new, do you know what I mean? All when, you, when you've trained as hard as you can train, and you've done everything you can do, you you should be relaxed, do you know what I mean? But yeah, you ticked every box. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really did. I mean, I didn't have to say that. Like. So did you approach this? Obviously, you know, as I say, it was it was a big fight. Did you approach this pretty much how, how you would have approached the title fight? Did, with that, that kind of mentality? That was. A friend of mine, Gary, you know Gary, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said to me, this is your, your world title fight. And he said, just take it like that, it is. Because... It was one of them. It was all right. I was expected to lose, but if I did lose, where would I go? Yeah, you know what I mean. That, that, is that your ceiling? That was that the favors I could go. So, to me, he said, "It's your world title fight. You've, it's it's this is it." Do you know what I mean? So, I just I just took it. It was everything. Do you know what I mean? I had to win. Yeah. I had to win that fight. So, and is I, that I, what you were telling yourself right through the camp? You know, yeah, when, you're, when I mean, you're sticking to your diet, when you're getting up early for your runs, yeah, when you're yeah. walking into a sparring session and you're knackered, you're carb depleted. Yeah. Is that what was going through your that mind? Was it. This is it. This this is my big. How much do you want to kind this, of thing? Yeah, this is my breakout fight. This is my big, my opportunity. So I give it everything. Do you know what I mean? I really did. And then I was willing in the fight just to, if, if I hit the floor, I was going to get up. If I hit anything, do you know what I mean? It cut me. Doesn't matter. If be shouting, whatever I'm mean, here, doesn't matter. So. Yeah. It, it's just that was, I was whatever it took. I was going to win the fight. Were you surprised how well you were able to handle him, and how well you were able at, at most of the fight to outbox him as well? Or did you expect? Like I spoke to, I was with Bellu yesterday, and he said, "Listen, I think I, you know, I may end up losing a load of rounds against Usyk, but I can, keep, I'll keep going, I'll keep yeah. going." It's, in your mind, were you thinking, "I might lose rounds in this, but I'll get him in the end once I catch him"? Or were you thinking, "I'm going to show the world I can outbox this kid yeah. too"? I knew I could outbox him. Like I mean, to that degree. Maybe not, but I just knew even if he was outboxing me, I'm gonna, I was going to stay with it. But I think I knew I had that mental strength to, even if I had to come from behind to get him, I was going to, do you know what I mean, and stay in the fight. But, um, but I mean, I knew I, as soon as I took the jab away from him, which was a big part of it, I knew he, he didn't really have much more else from that, um, other than starting to maybe throw big right hooks at me. And 
Joe, uh, Joe and John again. They, they just they come up with a great game plan and we stuck to it and it just worked. We took the jab away from him and he since then he was frustrated and he was trying his best to get me to exchange or do something or tire myself out or whatever and it just didn't work. Yeah, you just stuck to what you yeah, were doing. Yeah. Incredible. As I say, hell of a performance. Yeah. What a time to do it. How much how much did the performance itself and the fact that you were able to stay, stay so relaxed? How much was that was down to the fact it was up in the northeast and not the Echo Arena, say, where you've got more friends and family, where you're walking down the street, you might see someone. You know, mm. Do you know what I mean? You're walking around Newcastle. There's you, there's Joe Mack, there's Johnny Gillies, and you know what I mean? It's not uh, like there's anyone coming up and going, oh, all right, lads, how's it going? Um, no, to me, it was just a a boxing ring, and it was me and Valili. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't forget whether it matters where it was, or where it was just. I was so switched on for it that it, it just wouldn't have mattered. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it was just new. It was like my that was my. T- I knew I was just going to win that fight. However, I did win it. I knew I was going to win. Yeah. So I don't forget what the matters. Obviously, the last time you were out before this, you were at Green Bank Sports Centre in front of <laughs> yeah. just a couple of hundred people, and then yeah, last weekend you're up in Newcastle in yeah. front of nine thousand capacity Sky. crowd <laughs> live on Sky. Does, yeah. You know. How how was that like in your career? Because it, it's like a roller coaster, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. all the eyes are on you, and now you're in a small hall. Then you're back yeah. Echo Arena. Then it's at Newcastle Arena. Um, it's, it's just really a fit. I'm I'm like strangely laid back. It doesn't really like people are like, oh, you're over the moon. I'm like, yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. Just I'm just I'm just pretty laid back. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just got that sort of thing to me where it doesn't really get to me. Do you know what I mean? Too much. I sort of just take it as the job and. Just try and perform as best as I can. Yeah. How, how much is how much is Bellew's influence rubbing off on you in that regard as well? Because you know he was kind of made. He is made for the big mm. the big shows kind of thing. But yeah. he has a way of being super relaxed. Look, look at the last David A fight. David A is making his ring walk, and there's there's Anthony dancing around in the <laughs> middle of the ring yeah. like he hasn't got a well, care in the world. I watched two of um, I watched both those fights not too the week of, and um, I just remember like. That was his big. Uh, what I say, his breakout fight was the Masternick one, really. Yeah, yeah. I watched that one as well. That was like his, like he had to win that one to 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 go on to course, the to world level. Yeah, yeah. I just remember watching him and that, and just thinking, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's I, t- I took quite a lot from that. Do you know what I mean? And I take a lot from him anyway, speaking to him and his work ethic and everything. But I just remember watching that performance and he was him saying how he was willing to do whatever to win it, and it, that was his fight. So. I think that was similar to the Valerie fight for me. Yeah, kind of like a crossroads yeah, fight. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought Masternak would be too strong for him. Yeah, yeah, and Valerie would box my head off, but yeah. not the case, was it? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, obviously, I, I want to ask you a bit later in the show about what comes next, what's coming in yeah. 2019. The first question, question I want to ask you is, does the cut now, does that rule you out of potentially being on the Bell Secunda card on November the 10th? Unfortunately so. Yeah. Yeah. So when you caught him in the first round, he went down. You must have thought, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Manchester yeah. Arena on the card. Yes, please. Um, I just thought, see LA every night. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I was surprised because I knew he has a really good, he does have a good chin, do you know what I mean? And, but I knew when to start hitting him, he'd look for a way out. And the headbutts, and the, the talking and all that, that is a way to, a way out for him. Of course. Do you know what I mean? When I've seen him in fights previously, he, he starts to, when he starts getting hurt or he tires, he looks for ways out. So but the only thing that I think that really kept him in there with me is 
he thought he was like, I, I should be winning this fight. Well, yeah. how is he doing this? He's not, I, this isn't supposed to be happening. So I think that's why he didn't quit yeah. against me and didn't like um, take a knee at any point. So, but I just, I give him his due. Like he, he's got a good chin. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, just talk us through the finish. Just talk, in the eighth round. Yeah. So I'm gonna come back to the corner and um, the end of the seventh. And um, I think you hit little points in fights where you get a bit tired. And the, t- the seventh round was I was a bit tired. Um, coming, I sat down in the corner and Joe looking at me going, "You make it, you making this harder than it has to be." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You win every round. What's up with you? Box. Get your, you know, what's up with your legs? So I just went thinking, "Come on!" Do you know what I mean? One of them moments. Like, I just remember feeling like ah, second wins come, yeah. come out to the Steve, and if if what's the Eve? I, I come out and my legs seem like they've got a new life in them. I mean, yeah. I go bang it into the body, hurt him, I do it again. Then he throws a shot at me and I make him spin all the way around. Yeah. And then the yeah, the finish comes. Then obviously the slip right hand and then the finish. But yeah, so I mean, I just that that was the point where I just thought this is it. You know what I mean? I'd weird myself and I'd come straight out then and then. <laughs> Finish him. Add a word with myself. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm joining the studio with the main man, Red Hot Cruiserweight Craig Glover. Stick with us. Coming up in part two, we're going to talk about a little bit of boxing news for the city. Uh, well, Craig Stable made big news for JJ Metcalf. We're going to talk about that. And then obviously, we're going to talk about what's next in 2019 and beyond for the main man. Stick with us. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. He just joined us. I'm delighted to say I'm joined in the studio by Cruiserweight King, Craig Glover. We've just been recapping his big performance from Saturday night. Um, before we move on with the chat, I just want to pick up a little bit of boxing news involving the city. Liverpool's own WBA super middleweight champion Rocky Fielding is currently in New York City, baby, going head to head with Canelo Alvarez ahead of their big showdown later in the year. Absolutely phenomenal opportunity for Rocky and uh, anyone that listens to the show religiously will know I had Rocky in on the phone last week he was delighted about the fight he was so excited about it and he revealed exclusively to Fight Disciples that he is gonna sign the contract with Canelo with the rematch clause as long as the rematch happens at Anfield like the sound of that listen that's the way you've got to do it yeah, when you like fight Canelo Alvarez there's gonna be a rematch clause let's yeah. be honest because it's Canelo so when Rocky bingos him as long as it's in the contract that says the rematch has got up at Anfield. Yeah. That's the one, isn't it? Definitely. What surprised me, Craig, with this news is the amount of people, listen, not from this city, but the amount of twerps on Twitter yeah. that have had a go at Rocky. It's crazy, isn't it? They've had a go at Rocky it's saying, ah, oh, you've got no business getting in the ring with Canelo it's Alvarez. Crazy. People from the UK as well. Why? I just don't get why. Why doesn't he have no business getting in the ring with him? Why? You know what I mean? He's earned his, he's earned his big fight. Of course. 100% went over to Germany. And beat the champion. For Tyron Zuga, who had been, he was on like a six or seven fight yeah. winning runners, WBA champion. Went over there, didn't just beat him, spanked him, yeah. stopped him, exactly. Brought the belt home, and you know this is his, this is just rewards because you know he missed out on the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. Everyone thought that was a bit daft, seeing as the way Jamie Cox got in, he was a blown yeah. up, blown up welterweight. But he's been patient. He's won his world title. Now everyone was kind of, we were all kind of going, oh, maybe he might get a fight with James DeGale or Chris yeah, Eubanks, yeah. which is a big money fight. But they're not even scratching the surface. No, no, no. Don't forget anyone's that. To be honest, I mean, when I first turned pro, I um I started down in Oliver's gym and Rocky Rocky with Rocky in the same gym. Yeah. Um so we trained together and we did a spar, done quite a few rounds with Rocky and um I could tell he can definitely punch 
hundred percent he can punch. So it's not when you when you can punch, it's not just a, a listen. Canelo's unbelievable, you yeah. know what I mean. But he he's a bigger man, hundred percent. He's gonna be the bigger man. So he's always got a chance when you can punch. You've always got a chance in the fight. So it's not just a one sided fight, but. Uh, he's, you know what I mean. He is up against it, obviously, because Canelo's a superstar and he's brilliant. Yeah. But um, you can't write him off. Well, he's got them long levers, exactly. As yeah, hundred percent. And and he can punch. I'm sorry, I've, I've felt his power. He can punch definitely. It'd be obviously it'd be <laughs> unbelievable, <absolutely> yeah, incredible <laughs> if he goes over there and does it. But you know what? He's daring to be great. Exactly, hundred percent. What what are you? As Rocky said on the show last week, if you're a professional boxer. And you think twice about taking a fight against Canelo Alvarez at Madison yeah. Square Garden. What are you doing? What exactly. are you doing in the game? Why are you in the sport? Yeah. What's yeah. the point? Financially as well. I mean, he's just trying to secure his family. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's about as well. I mean, you're obviously there for the big nights, and but you're there to get paid as well. And he's not going to get a bigger pay than anything against Canelo Alvarez. So he's maybe, obviously... Maybe the rematch around. Yeah, yeah possibly the rematch as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's what it's about. I mean, he's got a family there and a little boy and... That's what it's about, you know what I mean? You do it for your family, don't you? Of course. Uh, so are your goals right now, obviously, back of every fighter's mind is, I want to do this as a career, I want to be financially safe no. and secure. Or are your targets still, I want to become a British champion, I want to become a Commonwealth champion, European no. world title. You know, is your is your mind currently on titles? Is it on financial security? You know? Uh, both. Both. Because you're mean, just starting out, comp- yeah. you know, compared to Rocky or... or yeah, or, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously quite far behind them but um both i mean you win titles it brings it anyway so i just want to be as as get as far as i can be and as far as i believe i can get do you know what i mean in the game i feel like a lot of, in liverpool quite a few people knew about me and around the gyms people have known about me for a while but since that that was like my breakout fight and i think a lot of people are going to want to see me again yeah box again absolutely um and you want to see me in the mix with all these other cruiserweights now that Probably people have been talking about, but I know I'm looking at them. I can beat them, and yeah. I'm as good. Okay, I haven't got the experience, but as much experience, sorry, as as some of the others. But even yeah. I didn't have as much experience as Valili. Exactly. You know I mean? But I just know. Do you know what I mean? When they start getting in there and it starts getting tough, and that I, I can dig in. I really can, and um, I can go to that next level. I, I need. So where where are your goals right now? Do you have short term goals, long term goals? You know. Are you thinking about a British title shot? Are you thinking about a European title shot? Are you I'm thinking up, about a world title shot one day? Yeah, I mean, I, want, I, I think every boxer would be live to say they don't want to be a world champion. I mean, I would love to be a world... That, that is the dream to be a world champion, but I'm just going to take it fight by fight, and I want a title. I mean, I'd love a title next, but what it will be, I don't know. Maybe it would be the English Commonwealth, but it's, I don't know, but we'll just see. See what comes, you know what I mean? Um weighed up because obviously things can change very quickly in the cruiserweight who's, who's fighting I think Iqbal is the current English she's fighting Camacho for the vacant Commonwealth and who wins that or loses so we'll just see what happens how the, the it opens up and see what comes next it's good because it feels like you've gone like with Saturday you, you've took your hat off and threw it right in the middle of the ring yeah, gone, yeah, I'm, I'm a player now I'm a, I'm a name in there as well yeah. Um, another another big fight I want to mention, of course, is your teammate JJ Metcalf. His yeah. fight with Liam Williams, which has been on, off, on, yeah. off, seemingly, uh, was finally confirmed this week. That is taking place on December the twenty second. Josh Warrington, Carl Frampton undercard at the MEN Arena or the formerly MEN Arena up in Manchester. 
I can't wait for that. You know what? That was my Christmas night out anyway. So I was already committed to going to Manchester on the 22nd December. And now you've threw JJ in there against Liam Williams. Absolutely belted a fight. Yeah. Great fight for JJ. 100%. I mean, it could be headlined itself, couldn't it? I mean, it's a, it could, it's a cracking fight. Like, is um, it for JJ's WBC interim belt or so, international yeah. belt yeah. or whatever on the line? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant fight, isn't it? I mean, style, styles, you can't not be a good fight. But um, listen, JJ, I've trained alongside JJ for couple of years now and um, mm-hmm. he's one of the hardest training lads I've ever I've ever trained with and that's I've seen him some hard training people but he works hard yeah and he's ferocious as well do you know what I mean and ship off the block isn't he? that's yeah. what that's what yeah, his dad is. was built on yeah. that's what Shay was built on graft yeah. hard 100%. work lived like a monk yeah. worked harder than everybody else maybe yeah. didn't have as much talent as other people yeah but completely surpassed everybody yeah. else but by JJ, JJ, alone. JJ can box as well yeah, yeah absolutely um he's one of them I mean I think he's it's a bit similar Joe says he's quite similar to himself. That like, I think people just think, oh, he's a fight, he can fight, he can fight, but he can box. And like, I don't think people have seen that side to him really. How good a boxer he actually is. But I think he'll have to show it in this fight because yeah. Williams is a bit. Williams is quality. Like his game as well. Yeah, his game. He proved that against Beefy, yeah, yeah, against Liam Smith. You know, I think most fight fans in this city will know uh, of Liam Williams because of his two fights with Liam Smith. Yeah. Um, obviously the first fight was was marred by some terrible headbutts both yeah. sides and they ended up having the rematch and then Beefy, Beefy obviously proved he was a little yeah, bit of a yeah. level above yeah. but since then you know, that, and that was a world title eliminator yeah, don't forget was, yeah. um, but since then Liam Williams has been away and beat two bums yeah. you know so he's got he's got a couple of wins back on his ledger but nowhere near the level no, of JJ no. but if JJ can do a number on Liam Williams then surely a world title fight's got to be next so, yeah, yeah it should be yeah 100% um, if not I mean Got to be another big fight after that, definitely. But he is good. He's quality, and he. I mean, he, he he's smart as well. He's not just obviously punch his game. He's smart, William. So he'll have to be a very good JJ, and I think he will. I think big fights is what motivates JJ now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think he's want he's wanted this fight for ages, and then obviously yes. the whole frustration of it not being on, being off, being on. Um, but now he's got it. I think you're gonna see the best. JJ. Absolutely. Well, I think this is his, this is his Valley moment. This yeah, is his yeah, big moment. 100%. You know, big cameras there, massive show going to be. Yeah. I think it's on BT pay per view. Yeah, Frampton uh, Warrington, obviously the main event, an absolute corker. Right now, it's the it's the co main event, so mm. it's going to get loads of attention. Yeah, definitely. And this is the platform he's been waiting for. Yeah. You know, the, the difference between you and JJ is I feel JJ's more of like a been in the Robbie Davis bracket. He seems to have yeah. been on small all shows yeah, for yeah. for a long time. And now I think you know he's like eighteen and zero, isn't he, JJ? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like he's got to do it yeah, now. Like definitely. this is what he's been waiting for. What's the, what's the what's he like in the gym to train alongside? Obviously, I've interviewed him many times. I've, I've known him as dad for years, obviously. But you, you say there he's, he's a grafter. But you know what does it what does he bring into the gym? Because the gym at the moment, I've got to be honest, it's thriving, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. it's a hot little stable that Joe yeah. Max put together. Um, yeah, he's good. You know, he's, he's funny. Like I mean, he's a bit he's a bit like me, so he's a bit quiet. JJ, but when he's down like the lads and that, he's funny. Do you know what I mean? And um, we have a laugh, but obviously when it's time to work, it really, it really is time to work. Um, and he's just, he's just a very, he just trains so hard. Do you know what I mean? He pushes himself. He's one of these kids. Just if you tell him to do ten sit ups, he do twenty, and yeah. if you tell him to do twenty push ups, he do forty. Do you know what I mean? And it goes six rounds of page eight, all right, and then all of a sudden you you do and get out the ring. He's on the bag afterwards. Do you know what I mean? So he 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 would overtrain if you let him. 
So he just he he works incredibly hard and he's got a, a brilliant engine and he can, just as long as he can show, which I think he will do, because obviously coming into a big fight and shows his boxing ability and what we we see of him in the gym, what he can take into the ring. I, I think he beats Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is his big moment, as you say. Yeah. So. What what's um what's it like four corners? That's where you are, isn't it? Four yeah, corners, yeah, four gym. corners. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's um, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's a great little gym. Like, do you well, do everything there? Do you do your strength and conditioning? Yeah, yeah, there do as everything well? there. Yeah, yeah, it's got everything there. Um, yeah, weights. It's just opened up a new MMA bed as well. Um, yeah, it's got everything. I mean, it's full of characters as well. Some crazy. You have to come down the gym once. <laughs> it's mad, like. Um, full of lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny gym, like, but um. We come in a day and it's just the pros, and you know what I mean. So, yeah. Um, when it's it, it's got everything. It's got two rings, all the bags, the weights of the strength conditioning, treadmills. It's got everything we need. You know what I mean. And it's just a good gym to train in. Yeah. Obviously, you were you were at Derry Matthews Gym for a while, yeah. and then you moved over with Joe Mack. What what instigated the move? What what kind of went on there? Um. Well, when I first went over to Derry's, I mean Joe was there yeah yeah and obviously we worked together and i always got on with joe and like i just liked the way is how precise he is and how like he just his attention to detail and i just thought he was a very good trainer um but obviously joe sort of left with um pricey yeah and i stayed and then had a few fights and i just felt like when i got to the, the this point it was it was time to for the change you know what i mean and I just needed the change and what I felt I needed, Joe, would could give me. Um, but I mean, in in boxing, I mean, it's it's one of them. I was someone said to me, it's like you take the punches in boxing, so you can't just stay somewhere for, to to keep people to be happy with of people. Course. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Listen, when you it's feel be like selfish yeah, business, hundred percent. But career's only short. Um, when I thought it was time. I, I need to make the move for this and it worked you know what I mean it worked for me and I definitely 100% feel that was the right decision and I knew, I knew as soon as we started working together again it just we clicked straight away you know what I mean we the, walked in the gym was like oh yeah let's go on the pads and then we just clicked straight away and talking and that so I just knew as soon as even I made it before we even started the spa or started even into camp I just knew it was the right decision yeah it was the right click yeah. and that's so important as you say yeah. you know pro, pro boxing careers Especially all fight careers, in fact, they're so short. You've yeah. only got this window of opportunity yeah, that's yeah. 15 years at the very most. No. You know, and you've got to be selfish in some regards and make no. the right decisions Definitely. for you. Definitely. How much would, you know, did the bell you play a part in that as well? But, you know, looking off from the management side of things, um, did you, do you consult all these conversations with Bell? You just speak yeah. to him and go, listen, yeah. I'm feeling like this, I'm thinking about this, yeah, what do you yeah. think? I'll always, I'll always speak, to, before I make a decision, I'll always speak to Bell you. And, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better sort of, person for advice or yeah. role model or whatever than than Bell. I mean he's been there, he's done it, he's done it the hard way as well. So he's someone I'll always speak to and if he's got a piece of advice it's like I'll always listen. You know what I mean? So it was definitely I, I spoke to Bell before I was I, I made finally made the decision. I sort of made my mind made up but and he he thought it was the right the right move for me and then speaking to the likes like Gary and all that. So um yeah. They, they agreed, so... Of course, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm still joined in the studio by Craig Glover. Coming up in part three, we're going to discuss Bellew. We're going to talk about the Bellew-Usyk fight. We're going to talk about 2019 
and what it may hold for the main man here. Listen, I was speaking to Bellew yesterday and he was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. You wait until you see what we've got lined up for Glover. So hopefully Craig's going to give us a bit of an insight after the break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Still joined in the studio by Craig Glover. Red hot cruiserweight. Massive expectation now. Listen, you're no longer Liverpool's best kept secret now, mate. After that performance on Saturday, the whole country is going to want you. And we were talking there off air about... You know, this cruiserweight division domestically right now and there's there's some massive fights out there. Yeah, definitely, 100%. There's loads of talk around this cruiserweight division. Obviously, it, it, it's littered with names. Obviously, Anthony's at the top. He's on a completely different yeah, yeah. level. But then when you come down, you look at likes of Akoli, Matty Askin and Camacho, as you say, yeah. Iqbal. There's, yeah. there's, there's big fights out there domestically. Yeah, yeah. I think I've just put myself, me name right up there with them. I mean, if I was looking at BoxRec the other day, I think I've just come in six. I think I am in the country, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm right there with them now, so it's just a matter of time before we all start mixing with each other. Of course, yeah. A Coley, you know, Bellew aside, a Coley, of course, has just beat yeah, Matty yeah. Askin, so you you probably put him at yeah. the top shop, top of the shop domestically. Which one stylistically, if you if you were able to pick one, if you know the border control said, okay, British title fight for for Glover next, which which, which direction would you go? Would you go for a Coley next? Would you go for Askin maybe and? I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I whose style do you like? Which one out of a lot of them would you say? I like his style. Um, I think they're, they're all quite different in in a sense. I mean, Coley's tall, isn't he? And he he throws one shot and then he holds, and then but he's definitely got power and he's got a, a, a good pedigree as well. But the likes of like an Askin, he's he's quite big as well, but he's he's more like a double jab right hand, and then he can mix it a bit in the sides and. Camacho was a boxer, so they're all quite different. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like I feel like I could I could I could work all them out, and yeah. I could I could I could beat. I'd say, oh, do you know what I mean? I, I think I could work out a way of beating all them. Do you know what I mean? Stylistically wise, um, what route I'm gonna go? I'm not sure whether you'd pick up a title before you go for a British, and maybe like an English or a Commonwealth. Yeah, would be would be quite good as well. Um, to jump a state into a British, I guess you're in no rush. Yeah, I mean, once yeah, once you jumped into a British, where'd you go from there? You you got to go onward. So, a title maybe before them, but we'll just see. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't mind. I mean, Valeri's name got put to me, and you could you could have took and we went to, oh, we'll take another fight here, then and then we'll go for him. But I just said no, let's do it. Yeah, straight away. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm I'm I don't mind. I'll fight whoever whoever gets put to me. I'll fight them. So. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, Akoli's, you know, I think most people, as I say, would rank him at the top domestically right yeah. now, but he's coming for a bit of stick for his performances. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Isaac Chamberlain yeah. performance, the Matty Askin performance, you know, it's not exactly yeah. exciting. No. You know, he's got a weird, hole, you know, punch yeah, and hold yeah, yeah. style that's, that it's isn't really, really very fan-friendly. No, no. And he kind of muddles his way through fights, whereas, look at your performances. Yeah. You're in exciting fights. You're blasting people out. Yeah. And that's what fans want to see. Definitely, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, was watching, I was watching the last one, but I, it was down with David Price, and then his fight was on next one. I was like, oh, I'll give that a one to watch, definitely. Just have a little lie on it. Yeah. Um, I think I watched halfway through, and then <laughs> Walked I was like, away. oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what, though? I felt a bit sorry for um, asking. Yeah. Because... 
he, he was trying, do you know what I mean? He was trying to make a fight for it, but... The, the Horrible way to yeah, lose British just, title. He lost his British title and he wasn't even... It's not really like a fight, was it? It was like a wrestling match and... I well, Coley should have been thrown out. For yeah, he should have been. Hundred yeah. percent. I think if it was the the, the shoes on the other foot and it was asking doing that, he would have been. Yeah. Um. So I think it was a little bit unfair, but um, it's just yeah, I was, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely. Obviously, the guy at the top of the tree there, your mentor, and um, yeah. is Tony Bellew. Um. Incidentally, if you want more from Tony Bellew, we did we did spend a day at his camp yesterday. Check out fightdisciples.com. It is on YouTube, Fight Disciples, or across our social media, at Fight Disciples. There's tons of stuff with Tony Bellew, Dave Cordell, um, going up over the next seven days. So loads of Tony Bellew exclusive content there. But this fight with Alexander Usyk, you know, we obviously I was talking to talking to Anthony and Dave about it yesterday. Adamant, this is going to be the last one. Yeah. You know, that's not Dave's decision, Anthony's decision, it's Rachel's decision. <laughs> and so Rachel, Anthony's wife, has told him, this is the last yeah. one. But... From a fan's perspective and a friend's perspective, like yeah, both yeah. of us are, there's nowhere else to go after it's this, is there? No, 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 there isn't. There really isn't. I mean, the only other thing I can see him doing is going back up to heavyweight and trying to win a world title there, but... He's not going to fight Josh. He's not going to fight Josh. He's not going to fight Wilder. Wilder. So, yeah. what is there? Yeah. You've unified... You're the only man in the English... It's the only, only Englishman to, you, yeah, yeah, to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you do? Do you know what I mean? So... A weight. I think Joe Calzaghi... Joe yeah, Calzaghi did it at super middle, yeah, but no yeah. one's you know no one's done it at cruiserweight. You know, Evander Holyfield never even held no, all no, four belts true, at the same yeah. time at yeah. one point. You know, it's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. right now I think that this city, any real real boxing fan in this city, is currently having the conversation about Paul Hodgkinson, John Conte, Nell Tarleton, Tony Bellew, who's the number one, mm. and there's a real debate going round. Listen, don't get me wrong, Callum Smith's just done something no yeah, one's ever yeah, done and put yeah. a ring magazine belt to this city. And Rocky Fielding could be about to, <laughs> to, knock, to knock out the pay-per-view number one. Yeah. That's how boss boxing oh, is right now. crazy, isn't it? It, it, That's these, these conversations. All from Liverpool as exactly. well. Exactly. Uh... But Bellew Usyk on November the 10th. Yeah. Listen, Fielding's got a couple of years left. Hopefully, he, you know, uh, Callum Smith has just begun his journey as a world yeah, champion. Yeah. I'd love to see him go to light heavy and do the same. Those guys have still got their careers to play out. For Bellew to do Usyk on November the 10th, for me, that's it. Yeah. There's no conversation no, no more. He's the best yeah. boxer this season. Not just that. You've got to give him a pound for pound status as well. Of course. Um, I mean, rise up there. Well, he would. Pounds, he'd, go, yeah. he'd go top top five pound Easy. for pound yeah. on anybody's list. He's got to. And that, um, would, that would hurt a lot of people because yeah, he's had was, a lot yeah. of doubters and stick over the I years. I don't know why. Yeah. You know I, mean? I don't understand why, but I think people look at Tony and like they think... Do you think they look at his style and they don't think he's as good as he is? They go, oh, we shouldn't be as good. They look at his physique and they go, oh, well, he doesn't even look in shape. He doesn't look at this. But it's, <laughs> I've sparred him. And obviously, you see from the David A fights, he's one of the hardest training men. Yeah. He's fit and he can punch 100%. And he's not just that. He's got a boxing brain. Absolutely. Um, He can really box and he's smart in the ring. Um, so it's not just about oh he's just gonna land a left hook. Hopefully, hopefully he goes in there and lands a left hook. Yeah, it's not just that you know what I mean. So which is what people are saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. P- p- certainly outside of this city, people are saying, well, you know, nah. Bellew's always got a puncher's chance. I think it's well more than that. Oh, well more well than more. that. Hundred percent. He's he's smart. He, against someone like a Yusuf, a puncher's chances. Well, like Gassiev had a puncher's chance, and yeah. he just got his head absolutely boxed, boxed off, off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I think it's it's. I, I could just see. I've just, I, I mean, you call me biased, obviously, but of um, 
I could just see an upset, 100%. I Absolutely. really can. And what a way to do it as I well. Know. Get all four belts. Well, sorry, five belts because the yeah, Ring Magazine five, belt's yeah, on yeah. there as well. All five belts on you and then take your gloves off and go, that's me. That's, a, that's me done. Then vacate and I'll tell you pick one up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, when I was talking to him yeah. yesterday, he talked about you for about an hour and a half, by the way. Yeah. He talked about you more than me for two thousand. <laughs> but he was basically saying, 2019, you wait and see what I've got lined up for Glover. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be his year, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, tell me. And he was like, I can't tell you. So now I've got you across the studio. You tell me what's, what's, what's happening in 2019. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but I don't know. I can't tell you. Are you going to be able to, obviously you can't fight on November the 10th now, but are you going to try and get in you know, and, and, and get backstage with Bellew to taste, taste like that, to, take yeah, it all in? I really would. I mean, I just like to be, a, I mean, I was there at Goodison. I shared one of his nights and then, the David Hay have shared that night and it just it would just be nice to be part of it. If that this is his final night, which I think it will be. Yeah. Um it would just be because he's the amount he's done for me, it would be nice to be part of his, his final night, do you know what I mean? And of course. Share in it in his his biggest uh, the biggest it's well yeah, biggest fight on I know David Hay's fights were big, but this is yeah. this is big. Of course. You know well I mean? this is the, the the thing with this one, we were talking about this yesterday. Maccabi was Amazing, yeah, and, and in Bellew's mind, that will never be surpassed. Oh, no. no matter what happens, in winning that world title at Goodison Park in front of the Gladys Streets, the atmosphere and everything else, yeah. then he's like, "There's no way that can never, yeah. ever, ever be topped." Hmm. Then obviously the two David A fights. Then Dave Caldwell was like, "Well, for me, that was amazing." But then David A thing was amazing, yeah. and then the David A rematch that shut everyone up yeah, because there was, was an amazing. excuse. So that was yeah. even more amazing. <laughs> but there's always been like, "Oh, Macabu's," you know. Maccabi was favourite going into that yeah, fight, he by was, the way. Yeah, he knocked everybody yeah. out. But then, because he blows him away, Maccabi's overrated. Yeah. Then David A, well, he got an injury. Yeah. Then David A, second time, well, he's oh, old. He's shot, yeah. He's shot this, now. There, yeah. There's always an excuse. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse on November the Not 10th. One, there, yeah. There's nothing negative you can say about Alexander Usyk. Nothing. He's the everyone's, best cruiserweight on the planet. There's tipping no... him to beat Joshua. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the, in, down the line, so... If Tony beats him, I mean, what, what, what can he say? You yeah. can't say nothing, can you? Do you know what I mean? It's it'd be unbelievable. Like. It'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah, just to experience that from from a person. Obviously, you say then you'd love to share it because it's Tony's big yeah. moment. But from a personal point of view, because of the journey you're on, yeah. to be backstage at the unified cruiserweight title of the world, you know, to to be able to to see Usyk backstage and Bell you and how he's preparing. And now he's getting his mind right yeah. and everything. That for someone in your position, that's that's like you can, that's worth that, that's, that's yeah. worth more than gold. That, yeah, it is. Yeah, just I mean, to see how he handles it all. Yeah, I, mean, it, it, I think that's been a big part of obviously how I've been so cool is, is watching him. I mean, even the the Goodison, watching him, just the build up to it and seeing how he prepares and it just it's not just that it's his mental. It's how he goes about it, like how he how he holds himself and. How he goes about it is just is a big part of it, and yeah, it really is. I mean, it's something I've, I feel like I've taken on, and uh, I've I've put into into my into my game, if you will. And um, it's a big part. I think that's why one of the reasons why I was just so cool and in the um, Newcastle the fight. Yeah, yeah. So new this was my biggest fight, and I, um, I should have been so nervous, but I wasn't. I think because obviously the preparation I put in, and just I believed in myself, and I believed that. Whatever it took, I was going to win. So that was, um, I think that's what kept me cool. Yeah, it's just that overriding confidence. Yeah, away yeah. from away from boxing, then 
Would you say you're a, a confident person as well? Do you think you've got a, a, that in your personality? You're a strong personality. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the the loudest person. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm a pretty confident person anyway, and I believe in myself. I always have believed in myself. But I say being around the likes of the likes of Bellew and that, and um, seeing how he's done it and how he holds himself, it's it's it rubs off on you, definitely. And being around other fighters from the city as well, and sharing in it, you you sort of see what they've done and where how they can do it, and you take it on yourself, and you just you you start believing. If you know what I mean, it's yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it, it's funny that it always comes back to Liverpool as well. Yeah, obviously, yeah. we have a lot of listeners to this show. We listen to yeah. it online and overseas, and you know, obviously, this is a Merseyside centric show. But yeah. even yesterday, talking to Bellew, it was like. You know, we tried to spell it out to him, the size of the achievements, you know, <laughs> going to win every single belt in the cruise. The undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world, that, that will be you kind of thing. You've got the opportunity to be that person. And he was like, yeah, that, that'd be big for Liverpool, wouldn't it? Yeah. That, that's his mindset. Today. It's yeah, like, yeah. I don't care internationally what people think, what outside. In my city, people will say, yeah, that's a big achievement. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, he said to me the other day, um, about winning the British title. He was like, would you love the British title? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was like, you'd be the first British cruiserweight champion Liverpool have had. Wow. As soon as he said that, I was like, wow. You know what I mean? That just made it even more. I was like, wow, that'd be the first and only yeah. British cruiserweight champion Liverpool's had. So that's just, I don't know why, that just made it even more. So I was like, wow. Of course. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, Fife Hampton, the city, it's, it's always easier to look back and go, oh, the great, you know, Neil Tart and John Conte, you can't, because it's difficult when you're living in this moment yeah, yeah. to kind of go, well, you know, Bellew's done more than any of them. Callum Smith's the ring, first yeah, yeah. ring magazine champ and all that. But, mm. you know, I've had David Price in the studio many times and it, now he's, at the time, he said winning the British Commonwealth titles kind of didn't mean anything to, you know, at the time yeah, I was yeah. like, because I had world honours in mind, I was like, yeah. okay, this is part of my journey it's to get there. Steps, yeah. But now Big Price, he looks back and goes, I was the first British, a no. first scouser to become British heavyweight champion, yeah. and that means a lot to him now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, you start appreciating it a bit more yeah, now. So yeah, yeah. that that kind of thing for you, it's ama- It's great that that's your immediate goal. It's like, you know what? I want to make a bit of history. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that while I'm on my journey. Yeah. Let's do that because once you've got it, no one can ever take that exactly, away. Yeah, it's, it's, you've, you've put your name in the history books, haven't you? Really, and it's just it would be amazing. Like, of course, yeah. Are you enjoying it. I've enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, I am, yeah. Um, when I first turned pro, it was like, yeah, what does it feel like? I just used to feel like, oh, sort of just like, but I don't know, it's, it was a bit of a pressure, if you know what I mean, sort of being under the Bellew name and still trying to live up to the thing, but it's not that it, I put it more on now on my shoulders and I just feel like, well, this is, it's it's down to me. Yeah. And now I don't feel really, the pressure's what I put on myself and the pressure's what I put on. How hard I'm gonna work and how hard I'm gonna train. Um, so I don't really, feel, I don't feel the pressure no more. I just want, to, I just know what what I can do and how hard I'm willing to work. So and where I'm gonna get through hard work. So I'm enjoying it. Good. Yeah. Well, listen. At, at, at the end of the day, you don't get in the ring and with Tony Bellew with you. No, exactly. They don't yeah, go. Yeah. Here comes Tony Bellew's project. Yeah, doesn't give us master. He's just gonna aim me. me as hard as he can. Exactly. <laughs> but it's all about you. Yeah, that's not, it. And that's is, all is I it, think of. Yeah. You've got him backstage, and that's great. And yeah. hopefully, if he can help with your career, that's that, that's yeah. incredible. But at the end of the day, when they announce you to the ring, they announce yeah. here comes that's Craig. That's all I think. It. Yeah. It's you. It's on you. And I do the spar, and I do. So it's all down to me, and that's how I believe, and that's what. 
it was a big thing I took from Tony. It's, it's all on you. Do you know what I mean? You're the person who's got to do the work. You've got to do this. You've got to take the punches. You've got to... It's you. Yeah. you know what I mean? You can have whoever. I mean, a Coley's just got Joshua. He's managed by Joshua, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's massive, isn't it? I mean, if he would have lost against Askins, it would be massive. Joshua's just like, no, it doesn't. So, um, it, it's all down to you. And once you put it on your shoulders and you, you've got to do the work and it comes down to you, you sort of have... It takes away from it. You're in control then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Well, listen, mate. Sensational performance on Saturday in Newcastle. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Opportunity came and you took it with both yeah. fans. Hopefully, JJ can do the same yeah, yeah. in December and we'll have a proper drink on December 27th <laughs> in <yeah>. Manchester. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming <laughs> into oh, the studio, you. Craig. Much appreciated. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. As I say, if you want more from us, we have a boxing and MMA podcast goes out every week. Um, that's available at Fight Disciples or your local podcast distributor, iTunes, whatever it may be. And for daily updates on breaking news, analysis, and a little bit of funny stuff, check out at Fight Disciples across all social media. And don't forget, our Tony Bellew exclusive video is will, av- will be available now on YouTube. Just search for Fight Disciples. I'll catch you here next week. Take it easy. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.